I'm primarily a short fiction writer, although I've written about five or six novels along the way. Done about 136 published so far. My writing number is up around uh, 500 and some pieces, most of which didn't sell. I sell about 20% of everything I write, but I sell 80% of everything I manage to submit to an editor. This is the Bud Sparhawk series. The first episode of the series is episode 124. You asked a question about virtual conferences. I've, this has been a strange month because uh, I've been in two conventions, virtual conventions so far, which were very different. We had... The one I had yesterday, we had 135 attendees in the in the room, which is something you never run into in real life. 135 in the virtual room, is it, that's what you're saying? 135 observers, participants. Yeah. Six members on the panel. Oh, that's a big panel too. Uh, no, that's about that's about the right size for these things in there. The other ones have been more like uh, 75 or 80 people attending, which you never get at a real convention. True. Give a reading, you might, if you, unless you have a lot of relatives in the, in the <laughs> convention, you rarely ever get more than three or four people in there, some of whom are only there because they're the next one to do a reading and want to get an early start. So it's a whole different way of things. Balticon just finished, and we had a kiss. I think they had something like 70 uh, members who are on the pan various panels and doing readings and whatnot. Amazing Con is coming up June 16th, which uh, requires a little pre-registration, but no cost. I'm on a number of panels and readings at, at that as well. Are you involved as an organizer or as a panelist? Just as a panelist. I uh, seem to have some reputation as a moderator, so I get stuck with being a moderator on a lot of things, <laughs> including most recently... The panel on moderating. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it's kind of kind of a twisted turn there. Yeah, uh, there's they're not they're not better than a live conference or convention because when you're sitting on the panel at the front of the room with a bunch of your compatriots and you're looking out at this vast audience of people who have fanny packs and weird times <laughs> and sometimes have fairy wings on on whatnot. <laughs> You get a sense of, of feedback from the audience about whether they're what they laugh at, and what they smile at, and what what should they get interested in when they start looking at their phone to see what, what the next interesting thing is happening. You don't have that. the uh, The thing that you do have, though, is you have panels for question and answer, which that people can pop it in, and then the panel can answer the questions as they will. Uh, the other is a chat line. And yesterday's panel on uh, on uh, government and science fiction 
we had a chat line that was much more interesting than anything the panelists were saying. saying <laughs> I, even though I was a moderator, I kept taking things and saying, like, damn, that's really interesting what's going on over there. So that chat line was the participants chatting with each other during the panel. Is that what that was? No, that was the audience chatting with each other. Or uh, the audience, I meant. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. So there, there's a, another force at work. So normally in a panel, they can't really chat openly because they'd be interrupting the panel. But here in this case, they have that second channel where they can develop some kind of conversation exactly it eliminates the usual case of when you turn to questions and answer period some guy will stand up and he's got 400 badges on and ribbons <laughs> hanging down his chest and he uh he will get up to ask a question and then he will give a, a disposition on uh, god knows what and it goes on and on and on and moderator sitting there saying, how can i shut this guy up and he sits down without asking a question yeah, I know. It's the statement. It's, I'm going to make a statement that sounds like a question, and you've tried to find yeah. the question. <laughs> yeah, it's the guy sitting in the front row <laughs> who thinks he's a member of the panel. Honorary <laughs> member of the panel. Maybe that should be a thing. At the end of a panel, you just you, you, you award somebody. <laughs> On the other hand, you don't have to get dressed up or take a shower to be a panelist. You do have to, since it's, since it's on Zoom, most cases, you do have to pay attention to your your appearance. Yeah. However, thanks to virtual backgrounds, people don't necessarily see your bathroom and the kitchen and the living room and all the rest of your, your house, which I imagine is a lot of fun for some people, but not my taste. <laughs> so, so what I did, I took a picture of my wall with all the paint, paintings on it, and then I used that as my virtual background. So my virtual background is the same as my real background, only it's not. <laughs> The question I have then is, did you include yourself in the picture so that you could like take a step out and it looks like you're still in the panel? <laughs> the biggest thing I saw was somebody recorded himself coming into the room in the background and doing something and then looking around at, at, at the back of my head and going, oh my God, and running out of the room real quick. Oh, you're talking about somebody had an act, a dynamic background yes, with a video loop of some kind. Yes. And it showed... Somebody else? Who, who no, was him. himself? It showed himself walking in the room, and then he's maybe even talking to himself. Possibly, who knows? Huh? So, so anyway, there's a, a lot of things possible with the green screen technology, and I think we've only just just recently plumbed the depths of that. Yeah, awesome. And I wonder if another dynamic was happening too. Were you getting maybe new con goers who don't frequently go to cons because it's now convenient and easy since it's uh, online? I think what we get is we get an, a bunch of people who are interested in hearing their favorite authors or authors they've heard of talking. Doesn't matter what they're talking about. They just want to see them talking in there who would not normally go to conventions. You also get a, a group of people who like going to conventions so they can party and meet friends and drink a lot and eat a lot and sleep a little and occasionally take a shower. <laughs> but uh, I, think, I think it's a mixture of both parts. I think the attendance is greater, the scope is greater, and we probably introduce science fiction, aspects of science fiction, a little wider than most people are used to. If they're interested in uh, military science fiction, they might wander into a panel on fantasy. Ah, oh, okay. Or get to a science panel that's discussing something like black holes or, or L space or something like that. I think it's a different experience for almost everybody, including the panelists. <laughs> They're incredibly complicated things to, uh, to put together. The nebula, which is coming up, 
is probably the most ambitious thing I've ever seen because it has multiple tracks. You can follow a whole bunch of things, and eventually you'll be able to go on YouTube and get the ones that you missed because they were simultaneous with others. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So we all have to sign little no, little releases saying that we authorize them to record our presentations. Got it. Yeah, that's a different dynamic. However you found sci-fi thoughts, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or any of the other podcast aggregation services, if you've enjoyed the show, go ahead and do us a favor. Go to wherever you get this podcast and leave us a review, even clicking a few stars. And this will help out the show in many ways. In the show notes, we've got goodies for you. There's links to video interviews with Bud Sparhawk. Go ahead and tap, tap, tap in your podcast player to pull up those show notes, and you can click on those links with your finger for easy access. Otherwise, if you downloaded this over your computer, go back to the website where you downloaded the MP3, and you'll be able to get to those links right there in the web page. Next episode, more Bud Sparhawk. Do you primarily write short fiction? Yes, it's easier for me. I've talked to some novelists about the difference between novels and short fiction. And novelists, I usually refer to as that group of garrulous bastards. <laughs> Walter Hunt, who is, a, who is one of them, kept asking me for years, oh, how do we write a short story? How do you write a short story? So I gave him my three-minute thesis of how to write a short story and sat with him and went through the, the steps. And he went away. And uh, two conventions later, which is about a year later, he was very excited because they said, I wrote a short story. I wrote a short story. I said, how long was it? He says, 26,000 words. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that's a novelist for you. <laughs> <laughs>